This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was boxers. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 273. Last week, we talked about hockey, a sport we know yes. very little about. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. 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 Um, we talked about hockey for a little bit, and anytime we put out a sports episode, I think I gave the same warning in the previous episode. I I, I know that there are some people who don't care about sports that yeah. fear that they might just not want to listen to the podcast. That Is week. this going to be that. too inside baseball? What if I don't know mm-hmm. the ins and outs of the NBA playoffs? What if I'm not mm-hmm. up to date on all my latest baseball statistics? Fear not, mm-hmm. no joke nation. Mm-hmm. Fear not. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> well, if they did listen, they found out things uh, that didn't relate to hockey. One thing they found out is that I want to be verified, Adam. Uh, the No Joke Nation has been trying very hard on Discord to help nice. make that happen. Okay, verified good. on Twitter. Don't don't have the blue check yet, but for those who are um, keeping tabs, Bill is still actively pursuing that blue check. Hot in pursuit. Yeah, that is, you have earned it. I feel like you frankly deserve it, Billy. If anyone, mm-hmm. if it's warranted to be uh, bestowed upon anyone, it is thee. Mm-hmm. So I wish mm-hmm. you the best My of man. luck. Yeah. And that is my man, folks. That is my man. And folks, if you are one of those people who saw hockey last week and you thought, all right, I guess I'll just choke down this episode. I've got bad news for you. We're going even more niche sports for most Americans. Today, we are going to talk about boxers. Boxers. Boxing, Mm -hmm. the sweet science, a sport that, again, neither Billy and I are too well-versed in. And it is only hitting me now, Adam, that uh, a lot of people may actually come to this episode thinking that we're going to talk about underpants. Oh, today. boxer shorts, boxer yes. shorts. Okay, yes. yeah. Well, um, we can certainly touch on boxer shorts, which it's occurring to me now uh, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, shout out to boxing for having a whole sort of like for inspiring a whole genre of underpants to be named after mm. it. I mean, to mm. sort of like. I'd be curious if the sport actually created those underpants, <laughs> if they are named after the sport. I'm not sure if those shorts are named after the sport. Oh, interesting. So it's one of two things. It's either long underpants, <laughs> long mm-hmm. non-brief underpants existed, mm-hmm. and then boxers, and then boxing was like, oh, <laughs> Or, or they, they were like, oh, they sort of look like boxers shorts. Why don't we call them boxing shorts? As opposed to the underpants industry actively looking to Muhammad Ali, to Sonny Liston, to the mm-hmm. boxers of yore and saying, mm-hmm. ooh, let's make underpants like that and call them boxing boxer shorts. Yeah, because I think if Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson were wearing like, I don't know, old navy plaid <laughs> kind of small shorts, yeah. then sure, those would be boxing shorts. Yeah. But they were kind of wearing like red and black dynamic yeah. like like fake leather shorts right. and that's not exactly my boxing underpants experience <laughs> right, so i don't see the correlation exactly outside of the word boxers but folks disappointing news it's not an under it's not no. an underwear podcast today no. No. it's not 
And that news uh, comes and why we're doing this podcast comes because yesterday, unfortunately, we didn't hang out with the Fruit of the Loom guys. Your boys, Billy and Adam, spent the day with the two heavyweight champions of the world. It was pretty sweet. So there's a big heavyweight match coming up in Las Vegas in the middle of July, and it is Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury. It is the heavyweight championship fight of the world. (laughs) And uh, they were doing some fight promotion yesterday. Yesterday was their press conference for the big fight, and Billy and I had the privilege and the pleasure of getting to sit down and interview both of the fighters just for maybe Mm -hmm. 15 minutes each, but it was really fun. And it was just Mm -hmm. cool to be in such close proximity to two real have true heavyweights <laughs> right and we will get to those heavyweights and the experience of hanging out with them literally chilling with them also going to their press conference seeing yeah. the difference between the interview and yeah. the press conference the characters that they play the totally. stare downs we'll get we'll get to all of that but first thing we have to do adam is shout out a brand we're big brand guys and huge the last brand couple guys. months ad huge brand guys last couple months we've been um looking for a brand to care yeah. to put it mildly <laughs> Yes, we are just, this is a one-way street right now. We love brands, but do brands Mm -hmm. love us? And that's what we're on the hunt to figure out. (laughs) And when you find yourself asking, does, do brands love us? Does that girl, does that guy love me? More often than not, we all know deep down they don't. (laughs) They don't love you. Yeah, that's tough. Because if they did love you, you probably wouldn't have to be asking that question internally. So when we say, brother printer, do you love us? Boar's head, do you love us? And we don't hear back, we know. That's we know your, they don't love us. Your silence speaks volume, Boar's Head. Your silence mm-hmm. is deafening, brother. It's deafening. Well, I've got news for you. Those <laughs> brands are a brand of the past. Bye-bye. Because we, we, we are now in favor and in the favor of Dish Network. Yeah, We're branded. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I We're guess. We're branded. That's right. Um, yes. That's right. So Billy and I, um, you know, we've made some videos for the Dish Network before. If you have a Dish mm-hmm. cable system and you go to your help screen, uh, Billy mm-hmm. and I will kindly walk you through how to use and utilize your Dish remote. And this uh, boxing interview was also for Dish. So we are Dish dudes. We are yeah, now we're Dish dudes. We're now Dish Dish dudes. Yes. Uh, and we are Dish dudes. And yeah. Adam, I can't believe we never asked for the nation to chime in. If they have a dish, yeah. they also probably have a billion atoms <laughs> yeah, somewhere yes. in there. Somewhere in so that So go dish. to like channel zero, channel yeah. <laughs> one, channel 1000. I'm not sure exactly which one yeah. it is. But you might be able to find some billion atom dynamic dish yes. content on your dish device. The dish <laughs> yeah. dudes are in the building tonight. Correct the mundo. That's yeah. Right. yeah. So we love Dish. We love yeah. Dish. Shout out to our, our friend and our employer, Scott Patrick. Yes. Um, they were the reason we went to uh, the press conference yesterday. Correct. And conducted interviews with, and we say the heavyweight champions of the world. Deontay Wilder was that, I think, two years ago. He yeah. lost to the guy he is fighting against Tyson Fury next yes. month. Yes. So it's a rematch. And then there's a third boxer named Anthony Joshua who's out there that also is apparently huge and also owns some belts. So yes. we're going to call them the heavyweight champions of of the world we might be a little wrong get over it get over it please i'm already over mm-hmm. it and you should be too yeah mm-hmm. so adam before this fight um before we even got asked to interview these fighters did you would you if i said hey who's fighting on july 24th in vegas in the heavyweight card would you have been able to tell me one of their names absolutely not bill absolutely mm-hmm. not i have zero zero kind of boxer name recognition mm-hmm. Uh, my, my casual sort of like interest in boxing as a sport sort of, t- t- 
I, I mean, I was never super into boxing, have never been super into boxing, but of right. course, the Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis's of my youth uh, mm-hmm. are the boxers that I feel kind of like most emotionally connected to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I would be able to say words like Roy Jones Jr. Uh, a little bit after me? that. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> um, I dare you to say Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard, really good. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but but past so that, that mm-hmm. I have I have very little sort of like brand boxer name mm-hmm. recognition is the truth. How about you? Would you were you sort of casually aware of the big fight? No, not really. Yeah, um, I wasn't. This fight was also announced just a few days ago. But I think what struck me was how I felt like. You and I, um, we sometimes lead interviews. We do it on the podcast sometimes too. Yep. But the feeling of, hey, these aren't just like actors that you're interviewing or, you know, peers or these are the heavyweight champions of the world and you better know something about them if you're going to ask them questions. So I had the vibes. I had the vibes of cramming for a high school test that I slept through that class all (laughs) semester. (laughs) My whole life. Didn't didn't care, but right now I need to know about Pythagorean's theorem. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but I've got tonight. We've got tonight. <laughs> We've got to tonight. learn about it, and and, mm-hmm. and that's like that. This is the beauty of social media because, mm-hmm. like, like. You know, exactly. We're, we were absolutely in the same sort of cramming for the physics test that we have, like, slept, we have missed every class for, um, mm-hmm. boat. So going on to Deontay Wilder's, going on to Tyson Fury's Instagram, going on to their social media, checking out the image that they want to project to the world was extremely mm-hmm. informative and beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, is just one of the great things about social media is that you can just, like, access these people's inner life pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. And you really don't know. I mean, when they present as professional punch throwers, yeah. and when they do their job well, they put another man in the hospital. You can be intimidated out the gate and yes. say, okay, we're doing this interview. If I screw up, they'll get out of my chair and punch me in the face. We should mention that one is six foot seven, two seventy, the other is six foot eight, two seventy-five. So it's like Shaq. We yeah. got two Shaqs in the building, and these guys throw punches. So yeah, it is it is like because you know in our various whatever creative projects over the years like we have been we have worked with professional athletes and you know mm-hmm. Billy you worked with Rob Gronkowski pretty intimately on Game On and just like we've been mm-hmm. around pro athletes before mm-hmm. and we're big mm-hmm. sports fans uh, mm-hmm. but there I have to say like there was something about being in proximity of like those uh, like athletes whose particular specialty is punching <laughs> violence <laughs> violence right. violence and right. punching and right. hitting i was like this right. is a t- this is a breed or a brand of athlete uh that i am unfamiliar with and like you said intimidating yeah like in a joke i mean they're both spoiler alert total sweethearts which is great right and, and just, we'll get to that in the second act of course but there is just something surreal about being like wow you knock people out for a living mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah wow. i guess it's not that I, there's not a real intimidation it's just that i don't want to say the wrong thing <laughs> yeah. i don't want to go on their wikipedia page uh, yeah. see some bullshit that someone wrote yeah. me say it to them full-throated confidence and then look <laughs> at me like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. like, i can handle that humiliation with most people not the heavyweight champions <laughs> of the world i know so i say in the second act adam we uh get into the interviews our expectations Great. and how they actually played out and uh yeah keep celebrating boxers but first adam we celebrate we need your boxers. A, yeah we celebrate boxers first we need a 
uh, an act break sound, a thing. Um, what about what about if we each give we each do our best Michael Buffer? I don't know if this is like a copyright situation, okay. Bill. Okay. Uh, but I think maybe we could do we a buffer. Both I think just... you and I can give a yeah. Let's do a pass of a Michael Buffer. Uh, okay. His phrase is his knowing. Well, we'll say what his phrase is in the act break. Yes. This is me and Adam doing a buffer. I... Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, Billy and I are talking about boxing and boxers, and uh, that was each of our respective uh, takes of Michael Buffer, famous boxing announcer, and his famous catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble. Now, Bill, uh, you had a really unique sort of idiosyncratic mm-hmm. take on it, which I really appreciate, mm-hmm. almost like mm-hmm. Michael Buffer awaking from a nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. kind That's of... an interesting interpretation. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or I was going for... Yeah, please. I was going for... Um, his kid is home from college uh-huh. and they're like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And you know what college kids do during the day? They sleep off their hangovers, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So they're on the couch. It's like two in the afternoon. Yeah. Dad uh, just gets home from wherever he was. He sees yeah. them sleeping on the couch and yeah. he says, I'm going to wrestle my kid. Yeah. But he doesn't want to shock them out of sleep. Yeah. So he leans down, whispers into their ear. Gently. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. I really they like wake up that. And now they know. Mm-hmm. And now they know it's yeah, time to so. rumble. It's time to rumble. But once you're awake. I mean, I want to mm-hmm. ease you out of sleep, but once you're out of sleep, it's it, let's get mm-hmm. ready to rumble. You should be ready, already ready to rumble. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Well, it feels done. like what I'm going to ask you to do would usually happen in the second act break, but I'll do it too. Can yeah. you think of an alternative hyped line to get the fight started? If Michael Buffer, I think he might have even retired. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. Michael Buffer, If you yeah. were asked, Adam, yeah. I mean, we're obviously big boxing guys. We're glove guys. We're in the zone. We're huge glove um, guys. Yeah. Huge glove. <laughs> if they asked us to get in the ring before the first round and yeah. say something to get the crowd hyped, do you have? Uh, do you know what you would say? I might say something like, "Let the punching begin." Perfect, 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 <laughs> perfect. I would literal. say, yeah, literal. Let the pun- Let's start punching, or let's start punching. Yeah, like let's it. start punching. Maybe something like the punches count now. Now, that's good. Yeah, exactly. People in the crowd could be punching pre-fight, but now the punches. But now the punches start. Maybe you take. Maybe you sort of marry it with the NASCAR thing, and you go, "Gentlemen, start your punching. Start your punches." Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Something like that. Then they both start punching in the air and just walk towards each other, punching, punching, punching until yeah. they connect. I love the idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Luckily now, Adam, we are very popular in the world of boxing. Yeah, we're we're obviously glove guys. We're huge dudes. We're huge, cool dudes, and we're friends with heavyweights. And how did we become friends with heavyweights, folks? Well, yep. we'll tell you. At 10.30 in the morning, yep. 10.30 in the morning, we meet um, in an interview room, Deontay Wilder, the challenger. Yeah. yeah. The challenger. We had learned from Deontay that he came into town from Alabama at yes. like 1 in the morning the previous day. My man was tired, but still in the interview. Yes. My man charmed the freaking pants off of me. A sweetheart. A true sweetheart. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. So like Billy says, he's from Alabama. He has, as I don't know how many boxers do this, but it seems like it's obviously smart. He has like a huge sort of, he said he owns like seven acres of land or something down in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And he has a massive Mm -hmm. sort of like home outdoor boxing ring. Um, And what was he saying about the, about the floor, about the surface of the boxing ring, Bill? So he has two boxing rings in his backyard. One boxing ring is... Uh, he, I think he calls it the quicksand ring. Yeah, and yeah, it basically yeah. is soft. It's yeah. soft. And anyone who's had to train on the beach, training on soft sand yeah. will make your legs like quadruple strong. Yeah. You become like 
elevated strong so that yeah. then when you do those exercises on a hard ground which is his second boxing ring yeah and that's a traditional hard surface you can move twice as fast because you're so trained to be moving in soft sand yes so he trains in soft sand yes. or like a soft ring and then fights in the hard one which is pretty cool yeah uh and he was just really insightful and just really uh con- i mean he just has a very i just found him to be to sort of um be admit a sort of a kindness and kind of a i know it's ironic but sort of a gentleness to be honest <laughs> Absolutely. Very yeah. gentle, very um, just very playful, very nice, had a real artistic side. And when you watch these guys, because nobody meets the heavyweight champions of the world. Obviously, yeah. the glove guys do. We're big boxing dudes. <laughs> big but- fight freaks here. Yeah. Yeah, we're freaks, folks. We're freaks. You get it. So we, obvious- <laughs> so we obviously meet the heavyweights. Um, and he has one punch power. Yeah. That's what they say. Few yeah. boxers have ever possessed this, where if they connect one punch... You could go down. So you always have to be defensive. Yes. He has one punch power. So when you see that, you're like, I can't get this interview wrong. Well, this dude wouldn't allow an interview to go wrong. We were talking about movies, about music, about hanging out in his backyard, about being true to yourself. It was such an easy, safe, and fun-flowing interview. It really made me realize I have boxers all wrong. Yeah. And I probably, and I probably have WWE wrestlers <laughs> All wrong. It's true. It's like at professional athletes is such a unique, specific, like subgenre of public figure because we know mm-hmm. them through like this one specific lens of their athletic prowess, which is elite and which they're like the point oh 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 one percent of the human population mm-hmm. at their craft. And that's what mm-hmm. we know about them. But humans mm-hmm. don't need us to tell you this. Humans are many splendored, complicated, contradictory nuanced creatures <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're fil- absolutely and and yeah he uh Deontay was talking about how he is big into scuba diving and he loves the sort of calm placidness of like just being underwater and scuba diving with his family and like mm-hmm. checking out all the beautiful tropical fish and like how he just mm-hmm. loves the sort of placidness of that and he was talking about how he wants to like he's into acting and like exploring his creative side so these people right. are are complicated complicated beings and he punches and people they- for a living yeah, <laughs> and they also operate in a a specific type of sport. Their sport, and to a certain extent, WWE, but really their sport, boxing, requires the boxers to sell tickets. Yes, you have to sell tickets to the fight. Yeah. Obviously, the arena in Vegas has to be full. Yes, but we also need pay per view like record breaking numbers. Right, and you don't just do that from skilled boxing. No way, like tactical boxing. You do that from creating a firestorm showmanship you know being flamboyant being a character actor when you're not in the absolutely straight up yep choosing a persona and using that to your advantage to promote the fight and ultimately earn your pay and Uh, that is something so specific about boxing and and these two boxers in particular they who they are when the cameras are on and who they are when the cameras are off and 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 i don't mean to shatter the illusion of what they are doing in front of the camera because there's Tons of truth in all of that. Simultaneously, they are performing to sell it to yes. sell a fight. So it requires like a certain, obviously, a huge degree of self awareness. You know what I mean? To be like, mm-hmm. well, this is me. I am Deontay Wilder. I'm a I'm a nuanced guy. I like scuba diving. I like acting. I love mm-hmm. my family. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but but Deontay Wilder, and that's why. And we'll get into this in the next act, I'm sure. But um, 
uh, Deontay Wilder, his nickname is the Bronze Bomber. I think that's the, maybe one of the reasons that so many of these boxers adapt like nicknames or alter egos is so that mm-hmm. they can very explicitly separate their actual human self from their sort of right. boxing fighting persona. And I'm sure that's very helpful yes. because it's like yes. I'm I'm Deontay is a normal guy, <laughs> but like the Bronze Bomber is a lethal killer with one punch knockout power, and I'm a, and I'm yes. endlessly confident, and I walk with a yes. swagger and like. You need yes. to. You do need to kind of adopt that alter ego, basically. So I totally get the impulse to do that. <laughs> and what was so fascinating was we had just so our interview schedule was one interview with Wilder before the press conference, yeah. and then an interview with Fury after the press conference. Yeah. And I was a curious how the press conference in between would actually affect our interviews and what we would talk about. Right. But one thing I did not see coming was after our 15, 20 minute, really great conversation with Deontay Wilder, we saw him in his press conference an hour later and he made the bold decision ahead (laughs) of time to not say a word at the press conference, which runs antithetical to why we do press conferences. However, it got everyone talking and (laughs) there was... It was trending around the world that Deontay Wilder is refusing to talk. And then there was a five-minute stare down. And I was like, this guy is a bad boy. Yeah, he's a bad boy. He's he's making things harder for everyone right now. He is like being flamboyant with the absence of being flamboyant. This is so, so antithetical to this wonderful dude. We were just – and that's when I realized – oh, yeah, he's in bronze bomber mode. He's in bronze bomber mode. Exactly. And – and it was just a fascinating, like, watching that switch get flipped, where you're just like, I think I know this guy. And then when he's on stage, it's like, he, he can't afford to be Deontay Wilder. Now he has to be this larger-than-life presence. Exactly. And, so and, and like, so much of that, too, is like, um, and I don't know when this started. I wonder. Maybe it was, like, Tyson or, I don't know, pre-Tyson. But, like, now mm-hmm. boxers do mm-hmm. come with, like, fairly large entourages of mm-hmm. trainers, hype men, security guards, their own mm-hmm. personal videographers. It's almost like mm-hmm. boxers now are, like, you know, the, you know it's like Deontay Wilder. Wilder Incorporated. Like, it is very much a brand that it well, employs. I will say, yes, you are 100% right, but I will say that Deontay Wilder feels like the exception to the rule yeah. a little. A little he, bit. He even made it clear that he want, he keeps a very small circle. Yeah, can that's only true. trust so many people. That's um, true. Yeah. I would say the Tyson Fury's camp was a little bit larger scope, definitely louder mouths, but like a rowdy good time standing behind him too. But yes, that... That ensemble and yeah. that crew that they keep with them is a real part of boxing as well. And hopefully, and sometimes it does, and it was trending towards it yesterday, again, whether it was real or not, where they have a stare down, right. two heavyweights have a stare down, right. and then their ensembles and their crews just slowly started creeping yes. towards them. Yes. Creeping towards them, and I was like, someone's going to throw a chair. Yeah. Low-key hoping yeah. someone's going to throw a chair. It and did. And it ended peacefully, didn't, but, but it, it felt was, like but they could have. the energy. Absolutely. Yes, it had the energy of a chair is a brewing. And the reason that Deontay Wilder can zip his lip and literally not say a word during a press conference and like project this sort of steely, stoic, stone-faced mm-hmm. quiet mm-hmm. and resolve and strength mm-hmm. The reason that mm-hmm. that is so effective is because he has his trainer and his hype man and his ensemble yeah. around him doing the chirping, doing the the mm-hmm. trash talking for him, and that mm-hmm. like it like further strengthening his position of silence, like further highlighting mm-hmm. and but like by contrast, sort of making his vow of silence read as that much more impactful when everyone around yes. him is chirping and talking and trash talking and yelling and shouting. So yes. it was so cool. 
that is the he challenger. Awesome. Yeah. That is the challenger. That is Deontay Wilder. We talked a lot about him in the second act. Adam, when we come back yeah. in the third act, let's talk about Tyson Fury, the yeah. man who's currently holding the belts, the dude who just knocked out Deontay Wilder last <laughs> yeah. month yes. or last year, excuse me, yes. and his personality and our expectations and how we were surprised by him as well. Because cool. that man is a character in and of itself. Absolute G. Sure thing. Second act break, Adam. Oh, boy. Um, Here we are, We Bill. already came up with our own buffer. <laughs> oh, yeah. We already came up with our own buffer. Yeah. Um, I was maybe th- hoping, actually, that I could maybe play the other side of the Michael Buffer waking his college son up from his nap. Oh, I was maybe yeah. hoping that maybe if I could be this – maybe I could be Danny Buffer and just mm. kind of mm. – <laughs> I am the hungover college student napping on the couch and woken up by my famous dad and his famous catchphrase whispered in my ear. Let's get ready to rumble. What? What? Dad. Oh, God. Dad. Oh, oh, okay. Just just give me a minute. I'll be, I'll be ready to rumble. I just got to pee, and then, and then we can rumble. Oh, God. Hi! Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. We're talking boxing. Uh, that was, uh, well, I suppose Michael Buffer's son uh, being woken up. Danny Buffer. Danny Buffer? Danny Buffer. Danny Buffer being yep. woken up by his father, Michael Buffer, who wants to rumble. Or at least to say, and- get ready to. Yeah. That's right. Um, I would say that, Adam, you are usually very good at um, like making more out of a line, Make, like uh, being very thoughtful about, ooh, like that's an even more interesting mm. approach to the words on the page. <laughs> this time, I think you made a tactical mistake. Tell me. I think you made a tactical mistake, not in your performance, but what your, char- but what your character decided to do. Okay, great. He was woken up by his dad, Michael Buffer. Again, yeah. we're talking about Danny Buffer, fictional son of <laughs> Michael Buffer. Yes. Danny Buffer wakes up, he's clearly hungover, and he makes the tactical decision to say, I'll rumble, let me just go to the bathroom and pee. Uh, Yeah. We've all been there. Yes. We've all been there. Yes. However, what he didn't consider is that his dad is ready. He's already ready. Yeah. And there's no better time to rumble with someone than when their back is turned to you. Oh, I see your point. You can do the easiest rumble tackle. Got it. You can put him in the ground real easy. Danny had an eye to eye. Danny was on the couch and his dad was looking at him. He just whispered, let's get ready to rumble. Yes. If I'm Danny, I'm rumbling in that moment. Right, right there. there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that, you know what? That's actually really smart because if I'm Danny, Michael thinks he has the upper hand. Like, like Michael yes. thinks he has the upper hand because of the element of surprise. I'm going to wake my son up and he'll be out of a deep REM sleep and he won't be expecting mm-hmm. to rumble and here I am already ready to rumble. But you're saying That's right. that the Danny strategy would be to wrestle the element of surprise back from Daddy, Daddy Michael. That's right. And to yes. say, oh, you weren't expecting this. I'm 19. I'm hungover, but I have endless boundless energy. Pop. I'm rumbling. Here's a punch to the nose. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. And if I did, and if I had like a debriefing with Danny, yeah, where he can kind of talk about his decision making and stuff. Yeah. I might even suggest the next time. Maybe it's his mother. Maybe yeah. it's Deborah Buffer. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. But if Deborah whispers, "Honey, let's get ready to rumble," <laughs> she speaks a little faster. Yeah. Um, if she whispers that to Danny, my note to Danny would be, "Don't open your eyes. Don't say a word. Play dead. You heard the command. Yeah." Just rumble blind out the gate because oh they are definitely dude. waiting for the cue for you either to say something, open your eyes, or acknowledge that mom and dad want to rumble right now. That that's really really smart. Keep the eyes closed. Still pretend to be asleep, a la a possum. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And while you're in that, f- just coming out of sleep, keep those eyes closed. You've heard the command mm-hmm. to rumble, or at least to get ready to do so, mm-hmm. and then hit it with a quick punch to the chest, and just get mm-hmm. like let the rumbling. Or as we said before, gentlemen, start your punching. 
Uh, it all makes sense. It all it makes, all makes perfect, sense. literal perfect sense to me. Yeah, that's okay, right. Good so notes. if yeah. Michael Buffer whispered in his son's ear, who was asleep, hung over on the couch, he's 19 years old, Danny. Uh, if he said, Danny, start your punching. And he whispered that. If I'm Danny, I'm punching. Punching my right there. Yeah. I am punching my dad square in the nose. Good call. Good call. Knocking him out. Good Hopefully call. I have one punch power, good. much like Deontay Wilder will find out. Good call, Bill. No, good call. Thanks, buddy. That's a great note. I Thanks, mean, you're Dave. a glove guy. You're a fight freak. You know more about – you've forgotten more about boxing than most people will ever learn. So – Fact. I'm yeah. a freak, folks. <laughs> and that's what freaks do. Freaks, this is the No Joke Podcast. This is the third act. We're talking about boxing. We're talking about boxers, not the underpants. Uh, right. Before correct. we get into the other fighter that we met, our new best friend, yes. fight freaks, glove guys. Glove you guys. guys. We're huge glove guys. Yeah. A reminder to subscribe to the No Joke Podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Please subscribe so that we don't have to remind you on Twitter that we put out a new episode every <laughs> yes. Friday. Correct. We have a Discord. We have a Twitter. We have uh, Instagram handles at Adam Lustig and at Billy Scafuri. You can follow us. Please do on all of those. And if you have suggestions for the pod or any sort of correspondence you'd like to do, you can email us at nojokepod at gmail. Com. Absolutely. We are currently taking all submissions for new Michael Buffer catchphrases. Um, mm. Any a- Anything that you guys think that might sort of get professional boxers fired up that could be instantly mm-hmm. iconic, uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. We're open to that. And also, also a reminder that we have a website, nojokepubliclist.com. Right. Right. This is where people, you, can put ideas that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast. We've probably hit about... 10% of the ideas on that list. I'd love to make it go down to like 5% because you keep flooding. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So once again, we are talking boxers. Yeah. This is the third act of the No Joke podcast. The current belt holder, a man named Tyson Fury wow. from Manchester, England. She's 6'8", huge white dude. Behemoth. I mean, yeah. just a presence. Yeah. And you see him fight. I've never seen him dress. I had seen him fight once before. And he is not your traditional absolutely ripped, yes. like no-body fat boxer. He is just a redwood tree that throws haymakers. He looks like and, a bar brawler, like the biggest mm-hmm. like the biggest pub brawler you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is a shit talker. And yes. he is salty. Hilarious. And he is clever. Yeah. And he not, he's never lost a fight against heavyweights. He is currently undefeated. Right, right. So going into this one, and I had seen other interviews that he had given for the Dish Network. Yeah. And sometimes I read his interviews as, I'm actually a little afraid of this guy. Yeah, yeah. If I don't know <laughs> yeah. boxing, yeah. he seems to want to talk about boxing. And I don't know. I mean, of course, I'm a glove guy. Huge fight Huge freak. Huge fight freak. I don't know yeah. anything about boxing. Right. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Huge <laughs> fight freak. Right. I know I've forgotten more than you that ever know. <laughs> Still, I know nothing. <laughs> Yeah. And so I was intimidated. I was actually intimidated yeah. going into this one, especially because, Adam, in the press conference, yeah. my man it revealed, because the other fighter wasn't fighting, yeah. that he's going to talk for both of us. And he is the best public speaker I've ever seen on earth. Yeah. He, he where Deontay Wilder's charm is, like we sort of talked about, is subtle, is graceful. And especially in the press conference, he was sort of like sort of playing up this sort of steely, silent resolve. Uh, Tyson mm-hmm. Fury is is kind of overflowing with charm and chutzpah <laughs> uh, yeah. and is truly hilarious and is like not only is the center of attention when he walks in any room because he's 6'8", 270, right. but also because he does have a bit of a radiating personality. He glows a little bit. So he, and he wears Versace. Yeah, he wears yeah. suits that you couldn't afford with five life savings. Yeah. Like my man is like flamboyant yeah. in the way he presents himself. Yes. So when he sat down, Adam, 
I was, I, I thought that in like the first 10 seconds, we would know if we were going to get along. And I would say in the first three seconds, I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. On site. Yeah. On site. Yeah, yeah. No, he was he was absolutely outstanding. Um, mm. uh, like Billy said, from Manchester, England. Uh, you can look look up, obviously, all the details about him that you want, but he's had a bit of a rough and tumble life. Uh, and is, yeah, like Billy said, knocks everybody. I mean, is undefeated. And this is the third time that Tyson Fury will be fighting Deontay Wilder. I suppose the first time was like a long, hard-fought fight that like ended in a bit of a draw. The second one, Tyson Fury won by TKO because he like knocked Wilder down a handful of times mm-hmm. before Wilder's camp mm-hmm. threw in the towel. So this is like the third rubber match completing the trilogy, etc. vibe. And Tyson Fury seems yeah. very confident, as is his clearly his organic personality. And so I was my my biggest fear was that we were going to have to pretend like we knew the technical everything is about boxing. Right. Again, huge glove guys, fight right. freaks, you get it, <laughs> etc. Yeah, you never want to look like a phony when you're talking to an expert. Right. Remember that. Right. You never want to look like a phony when you're talking to an expert. That applies to everything in life. Right. What I was very pleased to find out is that my man is so much more than a boxer, and you made it clear early, and then he talked all about it how he is a mental health advocate. Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. And for someone who punches people in the head and like rewires their brains, you really don't expect that another crucial thing that they care about is mental health he and was, mental health awareness. He was, and we talked all about it. We did. He was super open. Depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, all these things are in his family and in mm-hmm. and to you know, one degree or another that he, he struggles with as well. And he's super, mm-hmm. super candid about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems mm-hmm. to really enjoy, uh, enjoy maybe is a stretch, but seems to really embrace his role as like public figure mental mm-hmm. health advocate, which I find deeply admirable and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it comes in this giant package uh, with this sure. thick Northern English accent that is just sure. so rough and tumble, baby. But yeah, he. But it's so yeah, it's great because I mean, in America at least, like there's been a wave recently, mostly NBA players, a couple of baseball players, yeah. maybe a couple of football players too. Just talking about mental health, how they struggle yep. with depression yep. and anxiety. Yep. And these are, we maybe even discussed it on the podcast before, these are athletes that talk to a specific segment of young men and women. Yeah. And a lot of those young men and women are coached to believe that you can just run through a brick wall, get over anything Correct. with enough effort, anything as possible. Correct. And what they also need to hear is not the coaches saying that, but their heroes saying, yes. hey, listen, if you want to be like me, you have to acknowledge certain things in your life. And when it's it's a boxer. Yes. One of the most alpha, yes. you know, in quotes, violent. Yes. You think to yourself, they do not owe us any of that. They are on the other end of the spectrum and they fill a lane of violence. So to hear him talk about things that could be considered sensitive subjects and emotional subjects with such eloquence and grace after watching a highlight reel of him uppercut everyone on earth yep. you're like you are a complicated incredible human being exactly. outside of the ring exactly the for the second uh fury wilder fight he you know these these boxers much like professional wrestlers sort of have entrance music and they'll like come mm-hmm. they'll enter mm-hmm. the ring with music mm-hmm. to like make this dramatic entrance okay uh and frequently wearing costumes so 
Tyson Fury, the second fight, he was like, I believe, hoisted on a throne Cleopatra style, wearing a mm-hmm. red velvet cape and crown, King Arthur style. And, but the style. song that he was playing was Patsy Cline's Crazy, which. Crazy. Uh, for feeling so lonely <laughs> yes. without you. Yeah. Which, crazy for trying. Yeah. Crazy for lying. <laughs> yep. Crazy for loving you. Which is such Go a on. beautiful, heartfelt song. And we asked him about it in the interview, and he, again, was like, yeah, this is like one of my favorite songs as a youth. This is a cassette tape that my mother would always play for me and my siblings. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, and he name-checked some other artists that he loved, which is Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, yes. Tina Turner. Tina Turner, right. So Those were the other cassettes in his mother's car. Yeah. And if you had a mother who listened to cassettes in the car, I guarantee you the listeners of No Joke remember what those cassettes were. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just the fact that – and he was like – and we would listen to this uh, this music and I would cry and my brothers and said we would cry. And so like he he is someone that is clearly pretty emotionally attuned and pretty connected to yeah. his own vulnerability, <laughs> which is, yeah. again, and he's also, really great. Yeah. And he's also really funny. Yeah, he's and funny. playing Patsy Cline – <laughs> yeah, in the rematch to walk out to the ring, yeah. like we're expecting. I don't know, Lincoln Park, something crazy something and heavy and loud beat. and hyped. Yeah, yeah, a ballad from Patsy Cline. Funny. I was like, there is an ounce of you that knows this is the funniest yes. choice as well. Yes, that's right. Like you, you're because you're funny. This isn't a mistake. Yes. So. I was going in, I thought that I had someone I was rooting for, and I wonder if it's common with uh, other boxing journos yeah. like us. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> fight freaks, <laughs> fight glove freak, guys. Glove guys, you know the type. Yeah, if you think that, like, I'm rooting for this one guy, and then you actually meet them, and you're like, God damn, if they're not both rootable. If they're just not worth success and my fandom. I know, I know. Yeah, it was it was cool going from, in the course of a day, going from really, mm-hmm. personally, z- zero to minimal awareness about either Deontay Wilder mm-hmm. or Tyson Fury, to by the end of, mm-hmm. like, one day with you and the two of them, be like, okay, mm-hmm. I am genuine fans of both of these athletes. <laughs> Correct. Um, Correct. I respect and revere them and admire them for different reasons Mm -hmm. and i hope neither of them get hurt although they're both guaranteed to get hurt you know what you sound like adam you sound like a parent Uh, (laughs) exactly i spent a day with them and now i love now i love them deeply i'll (laughs) die for them yeah yeah (laughs) that's right yeah um well a reminder july 24th is this big fight uh we suggest because we're big dish guys that you (laughs) if you do have dish that you get it on dishes pay-per-view shout out scott patrick once again scott um yeah Adam, as this podcast started, we'll wrap it up with this. I asked you if you could have named the two men fighting on July 24th. You said you couldn't. Yeah. You clearly can now. Yes. But the question is, do you think on July 24th you will actively now watch the fight? Hmm. Well, let me think long and hard about folks, that. As someone folks, who has, we already know. Some, folks, <laughs> we know the answer. As someone who has, I don't know if I've ever in my life purchased a pay-per-view anything. Not even saying thing? you have to purchase. If I purchased it, would you come over? Sure. Or would you be like, I'm not interested? No, 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 I would, of course, because I'm, I am I, I feel more, I, I have a non-zero emotional investment now in mm-hmm. these two guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I'd certainly be curious and interested. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I would. I'm a dish dude. I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, stay tuned. Me and Lusto going to yeah, watch the watch Wilder the Fury fight, fight July 24th. <laughs> yeah. Fight freaks, folks. We're big glove guys. guys here. Yep. Huge glove guys. Big fight freaks. <laughs> um, this was the boxers episode. We didn't get to underpants, no. but maybe in an upcoming episode. Guaranteed. Absolutely. But for this boxers episode, I am Billy Scafuri. And I'm Adam Lustig. 
And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.